American football in Finland. That's how good he is. That's definitely the best offensive player. He could play receiver, quarterback, or running back if he needed to. Try to make them have a run game, which we know that they really don't have. I like to say he's kind of like, he kind of does like he's playing Madden when it comes to the playoffs. He starts doing a lot of weird stuff that you think can only happen on video games, and he gets away with it. But he ain't better. But in my opinion, he ain't better than Jabari Harris. I'll take Jabari Harris all day. Put that on the podcast, too. American football in Finland. The voice in your ears is Perfect Purpose, back at it on the AFF podcast. I've got a pretty good show for you this week as I talk with a gang of people about a topic that is relevant to football everywhere in Europe. National teams versus international games. Let's get it. National team versus international play. In my opinion, the national team system is broken. Um, American football doesn't fit the national team concept or criteria of doing the sport as a national team sport. If you notice in the States, even in the NFL, the Pro Bowl sucks, which has the best players in the world playing against each other because it's a very hard sport to just kind of throw people together. A national team is kind of like that. Everybody plays on club teams, and then they, they come together for the national team, and they have to learn all this information to play against another country once or twice, and then they go back to their club teams. I think that type of effort, work, money, time could be better utilized of having club teams from different, different nations play against each other. Something like how the CFL, NEFL, and stuff like that more of that will be better. I agree. I think at the moment, international games between club teams is it's more necessary. National team, yeah, teams are hard to train, and the tournaments that they play are they're rigorous on players' bodies. So it, playing two games in three days, for example, that's, that's, that's cruel. Yeah. And with the current schism between the two battling IFAFs, it's it's impossible to host proper tournaments, and I'll come come back to this perhaps later. But but international games between club teams, there already are those games, and they're good. But there should be a system. These different club teams, when they go up and down, there should be a certain league or at least a invitational tournament. Maybe bowl games. There have been efforts in trying to build something. For example, the Big Six. And building that league hasn't been very fruitful. Right now, they're down to big four. <laughs> they couldn't get six teams to uh, participate. And I don't know if it's because of the money or what terms. But anyway, it's going to be difficult to negotiate that situation because there are teams that are definitely better than others. Braunschweig is probably right now the best team. Uh, Vienna Vikings are very good. Frankfurt Universe has a lot of money. So they're pretty much in... in in a place where they can negotiate the terms and everyone else has to agree. There should be some collaboration and that should be from top down. But with the situation in Europe and with the, with the IFA, IFA, so that, that, that's what makes it difficult. I think the, the hardest part is the import rules from every country is different. So trying to standardize that is difficult, which is why national team play seems easier. You just got to have citizenship. All the rules are the same. Two, like you said, the money, depending on where you are, you financially can't play. But a lot of different teams are trying to get, you know, smaller tournaments for smaller teams, bigger tournaments for bigger teams. Then the third thing, and I think this is what hits home with like the big six. Every team has their own agenda of like where they want to be in the next two or three years, what type of competition they want to play. And if your tournament doesn't fit their agenda, then they don't gain anything by playing in it. I do think that if you were to standardize, like, well, if you're in this league, you're a top tier, or if you're in this league, you're a second tier, that way you know that you can schedule these international games. You win the AFL or the GFL. Then the next year you get to play against an AFL or GFL champion as well because you know the competition is going to be similar. If you win the league in Finland, um, next year you play against a league in France because mm-hmm. you know that y'all are going to be similar talent and then you can work on the import rules how you want to, but your champions know that that's, that's what you're playing for. It gives teams like the Helsinki Roosters, the Amsterdam Crusaders, the coach Rams in Turkey, teams that are in smaller countries and kind of dominating, gives them something to look forward to 
without it being a situation where, like, the Coach Rams, right now they're trying to get international games, but nobody wants to play them. They yeah. want to play against teams in Germany, and those teams like, what do we get out of it? Nothing. Those are the only teams that they could think of to play because they're the best at where they're at, and no one else is wanting to play them. I don't – Fans, what the fans want. And I think fans do want – somewhat standardized leagues. So in that case, yeah. you're wrong. Uh, you're right that, that there should be champion league, Champions League, Euro League, or whatever you call it, Champion Bowl, Euro Bowl. Yeah. And, and this, it should be standardized. So the best teams and second best teams and whatever. But but when, when it comes to player growth or player development, I think international games in national teams are somewhat more interesting. It's always a good thing when you can represent your country. I think it's mostly a matter of pride, but still, I, I feel like those games have had, there's there's certain meaning to it. So if you have those games at least once a year, it's it's a good thing. But the tournaments, now I'm not sure if this is a idea or more of a complaint, but as, as far as I know, next summer, there's going to be two different tournaments for national mm -hmm. teams. And they, one of them is called European Championship uh, Tournament, and this has all of the last, uh, the three medalists from, last European Championship game playing, so Austria, Germany, and France. And okay. then there's another one, which is called World Championship Qualifiers. And that's apparently played somewhere in Europe as well. And that's because of the IFAF argument. But the thing is, like, how many people are going to come see the World Championship Qualifier Tournament? That, I'm not going to see either one of them. Yeah, but, but it, see, that's the thing. Like, if, if you have a certain standard for both be it national teams or in, uh, club teams, but if you can set the standard, then people are going to be interested in it. But if it changes every year, who cares? I understand what you're saying about the pride. I just don't think it translates to American football. I think at the end of every season or at some certain time in everybody's different season, put up a list. Put up a list of the best players in that nation and leave it at that. Half the, the really good players are usually somewhere else. Think about all the good players that are from your country that are in the States right now playing in college. Like, yeah. they don't get to be on a national team. So are you really playing against the best? No. Or what about the players who can't afford it? Or what about the players who they have to work that weekend that the camps are or that the games are? It just is too busy. But I think having a list, you know, maybe even having an award ceremony, I don't care. I think that's awesome. And I would, I mean, I would totally back that. Like, I think it'd be awesome to see who is actually the best players voted on by the coaches or something like that. Yeah. But, like, actually playing the games with the national teams, it, just, it seems like a, a bad system, especially with, like, the juniors. I played for the Wolverines last year. Our quarterback had to miss a week of practice because he was coaching the juniors national team in the mm. middle of our season. And then he shows up on the game day and, you know, we got to ask kick, but it wasn't really his fault. Point was, he wasn't there all week because he was coaching the juniors national team, and then they got their ass kicked that whole week. They lost two games. But, like, that type of situation, those kids could have stayed their ass at home or maybe went on a trip or something, and he could have been practicing. Like, the two tournaments you just named, nobody knows about those tournaments or who's in them except for the people who are on the national teams. The national team is very unorganized. And it's more detrimental to the countries. At least with the international games, I can say that, you know, Swarco played this team. It kind of sucks that, okay, at the World Games, France won, but the USA didn't even have a team mm -hmm. because, like, there were some issues. Yeah. And, and well, they did have some team, but it sucked. Put it up together in two days or so. Yeah, I heard yeah. that. And that's the type of stuff that happens with the national teams. I've never heard of a, a club team going somewhere and not bringing all their players or having to pick up new players for a game in a different – like, it doesn't happen because it's a club team. The whole year is about that team. The national team, usually only the national team coaches care about it. Everyone else has another agenda. You have to do your club team. You have to go to your job. And then you go to the national team. Now, national team coach, maybe he's focused on it all year. That's on his calendar. But that's not enough to make that a consistent thing, especially when the whole team is comprised of players. There's players in Poland right now, they opted out of the plan for the national team because they had injuries and the league decided to ban their players because they didn't play in a game and stuff like that, which is unfair. It makes no sense. That's where it's at. The national team situation is just, it's too hard for American football. A lot of other sports, it's great. National teams, I like the idea of it. I think we should do a list every year, keep it at that. International play, let's get more games. Somehow, some way, it's possible. Let's make it happen. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect.
If you like the AFF podcast, be sure to check out my website, perfectpurpose.com, for more football. I have new articles published daily about football in Suomi, interview articles on import players from around the globe, and I dabble in the interest topics about different aspects of American football on the international level. If you want more football, go to perfectpurpose.com and follow me as I observe football around the world. We could increase the visual on the sport so much more by focusing on international game play. You know, like just recently, the World Games, there was four American football teams playing in Poland. And in all honesty, nobody cared except for those four teams. Not even the people from the countries cared. I'm sorry. One, the United States didn't put together a real team. That's how, how little they cared. I love it when people tell me about a player and they're like, yeah, he's on a national team because I immediately respond what that means. Imagine getting an import from the States and saying that he's on the national team. Even when they're recruiting, even you guys who were on the USA national team, that's not what got you over here. They didn't say, oh, well, he's on the national team. He must be good. They're like, well, he's on the national team. So I got to see him at this event, but they checked what college you went to. They checked what players you played against that what's defined you so here in europe why not give these european players the same opportunity if you're a kid from finland and you play on the roosters you playing and taking that game against the Karlstad crusaders in sweden even that that game is going to give you so much more experience so much yeah. more publicity so much yeah. more legitimacy than if you played on finland's national team and you mm-hmm. played against Sweden's national team, and y'all won. Yeah. Because you know what? When I send those two films to a team in Germany, Austria, Spain, France, they're not going to look at the national team one. They're yeah. not. They're going to be like, this is a waste of time. But you know what? Mm-hmm. You played against some good competition when you were on your club team. So yeah. why not give more opportunities for that? Because what I like to see – I. I like the whole idea of having European imports, but mm-hmm. you're not getting good quality right now. Well, I take that back. There are some good quality imports, but I think there's there could be more if we mm-hmm. were to venture out and play more international games. A yeah. lot of these guys, they play on the national teams thinking that, well, if I'm on a national team, that's going to get me get me more um, exposure. To, yeah, to yeah. go to a higher team or something. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't actually work that way. You're on the Belgium national team. That's awesome. But I'm going to be honest with you. When people are talking about it and I say, hey, this dude's on a Belgium national team, they're like, do they even play football in Belgium? Like, how many teams they like, they immediately start putting holes in your resume. But if I tell you that this Belgium guy played for the Vasa Royals in Finland, one of the top leagues in the world, People are like, okay, let me let me see this film because they yeah. know what that means. If you got more of like a, a top ten where you're for sure uh, organizing with the organization, talk to them. I think that if we were to come up with a better formula for actually ranking the teams, we yeah. could actually get better matchup yeah. because you had that one um, team from Italy in the Big Six, and they're just getting their ass whooped over yeah, and over. Smack because, because they. They accepted the invite because but, it, it, it's kind. Of, I understand for them, especially taking that. Like you want to get out there and see. What yeah, you got to take that. take every chance you can get. You know, like yeah. if there's exposure, take it. They didn't know they weren't ready, right? They yeah. thought they were ready. Some people think that the football in Italy is very good. It's yeah. decent. I'm not gonna say it's horrible, but it, it, they weren't ready. You know, they were. Oh no, they wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> It happens. Yeah, so that's what I was trying to say. Like they just need to squash whatever that AFI stuff is and put the top teams in there, and then we really gonna find out. Like then you can really figure out what the top twenty twenty is and however that is. Taking away the rankings, like the rankings is awesome, but there's always issues with the rankings. Like you said, you want to play. If we had like concrete rules, like look here, if you're in this league and you come in first or second, you got to bid to a certain level yeah, tournament. Of, yeah. Like let's be honest, if you're if you're a top two in Germany and Austria, you probably don't need to be playing a top two from Spain because yeah, of different all. levels. But mm-hmm. a Spanish team wouldn't have a problem going against like a Portuguese team or something. Closer levels, actually closer in pro- proximity, but more like each other. Just like Finland is a little bit higher than Sweden right now, but you still have a good game from the top teams as you showed last year against Karlstad. And they put that rule on there too. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the biggest issue holding back international games right now is the import situation. How do you standardize it? I think that you standardize it for international play and everybody will be okay. The organization, we need to go ahead and talk to these teams and uh, get these games going. <laughs> yeah, let it be known. I want to see, you know, I like basketball. They have like the Big Ten ACC Classic. Yeah. I'd like to see like the Germany-Austria Classic. I like four teams from Austria, four teams from Germany. I want to see them go at it. I mean, only one game apiece. I like like number four to play number four, number three, play three, two, two, one, one. That way I got, I'm seeing good games every time. Yeah, I just, I want to see bowl games, you know? Yeah. Like I want like teams from good football places playing each other. That would be awesome. So yeah. Germany, Austria, if you're listening, make it happen. Uh, call it the Oktoberfest. Yeah. I want to see the Oktoberfest. <laughs> the Oktoberfest classic. Play it in October. <laughs> Shit, y'all don't have no games in October. <laughs> bowl season. October would be awesome, too. It's a downtime in the NFL and in college. So, you know, we might be able to get on ESPN for some of them games. Well, they might be able. I don't, I'm not living out there, man. The full version of the last segment is available to AFF patrons only. Coming up next, Jabari Harris and Q Floyd stop by to explain what needs to happen regarding national teams and international play in Europe. I mean, me, I coached on the national team this year, so I know – uh, about what you guys say about all the scenarios and politics are true. Like, it'll be several times where the best player may have something to do or he's not willing to pay that kind of money, so he's not on the national team. And then you just got old Spanky that's on standby. Shouldn't be on the national team, but his bread loaded up. Yeah. He ends up becoming your starting quarterback or whatever because he had the opportunity. Because, I mean, like, it's not like basketball where this is this is more of an isolation game. Basketball is a more isolation game, like, where, you know, you can get five people together and, and, and they can make something happen. Like, all you got to do is be able to shoot or something or, or pass yeah. or something. But Too yeah, many variables. You can't create chemistry in a, in a week or three yeah. weeks when it comes to football. Like, look at the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is a joke in the NFL. Always <laughs> like, Always it's horrible. horrible. Like, you can't – just football isn't one of those sports where, you, like you said, can just bring all these people together and then, like, expect to see decent and good yeah. football. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, and and it's – it's it maybe it's something that they just been doing, you know, for a long time and it's, it's it gives all the guys well, a chance to play together. Like, other than that, of, of getting all these guys who play against each other all the time a chance to play together for their country, like, that, I understand that part of it yeah. as far as – as far as watching it and looking at it, it's like, okay, all right. You're literally doing it just so a couple of people can feel good about themselves. Yeah. I feel like that's not any reason to do anything. My opinion would be that instead of us focusing on having these, like, camps, maybe you you spend that money in actual developmental, like, procedure. Actually have camps for players who can actually go and develop for, like, a week or two. Learn exactly. skill set instead of mm – -hmm preparing for one game for a week all those resources you go to Puelati for a week practice those resources could have been used to actually develop the youth or develop yeah. the lower league players who aren't that good mm -hmm. some of these guys that are on the national team they're just doing it just for something extra to do why not set up an international tournament like i think it should be no big deal to say top two teams from sweden top two teams from uh norway top two teams from finland at the end of the season, we go at it. Well, I, I think more more international games are, are better, definitely. Um, even from this year when we played in um, in Karlstad, like, honestly, Karlstad was the best team we played all year. We played, like, six – I think we played, like, 16 games or something um, all together, 16 and 17 games all together, and Karlstad was the best team. And uh, I think it, that like, – we learned a lot about the finished players and adversity – um, in that game, you know what I'm saying? Because we was losing that game majority of the game. So we didn't get the chance to play Schwarko like everybody, you know, wanted to. So we didn't have a winner uh, of the NEFL and the Central uh, EFL uh, winner, which I think would have been big too, you know what I mean? Because yeah. a lot of people, you know, from the last time the Roosters played Schwarko, it was, you know, you another three minutes in that game, you know, the Roosters probably would have won the game. I'm you know not going to say so, all that, man. I mean, they, they started late. I'm going to give them that. Like, they, they started, like, late, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it, it causes uh, – it, it, it creates rivalries, international rivalries. You know what I mean? I, I've had a lot of players write me uh, from the Amsterdam team this year. 
it was like, when, when is y'all bye week? We want to play y'all. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's a lot of these teams that, you know, they seen that European list, that, that top 20 list or whatever, and started making messages and sending messages like, hey, when can we play y'all? When can y'all, you know, like, and I'm like, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just play people. Yeah, like, That's another thing that uh, I think people don't understand. Uh, obviously, everyone would love to see international games, but there's a lot more to it. You know, you got yeah. scheduling, you have money. Everything is about money, fellas. You got to have money. And then you got just uh, want to. Uh, some players and some teams have their own agendas, you know, and they can't just bend to the will. I, I actually had two coaches I was talking to earlier this year. Uh, they both wanted to play international games, but they both had two totally different ideas of what it entails and what they wanted from it. Like even the rules for the CEFL and the NEFL, like saying like you can only play two imports, you know, like that, that's what's going to come into play when a lot of these international games happen. Play one of those teams with not all their power. Tell New Yorker to, to play us, to play the Roosters without all of their imports. You know what I mean? Or, or, or those German teams, they're not, they're not for to go for that. Like, not yeah. Because a lot of these teams, they don't want to lose. To, to teams outside of their country, when it comes when it comes down to it, that's why a lot of these teams they they don't want to do it. Some do want to do it money wise. I mean, you think about Swarco now, you know they got the money to do it. Mm. A lot of these German teams probably got the money to do it because they're not that far away. I like what Swarco does with the uh, Battle for Tyrol. That's their own international yeah. tournament. Like that's, that's the that's coolest a nice way tournament. to do. It. Yeah. yeah, that's a nice tournament too, because like it's the pillar of organizations in Europe. Like every organization yeah. in Europe should be trying to be like Swarco. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, it attracts local players. It attracts international games. Um, people feel like if they can play with them, then, then, they, then they're getting better in Europe. Um, yep. But as long as you're like, – like I said one thing, before I was the head coach of the Roosters, I said the Roosters were like the bully of the mm-hmm. neighborhood. And then, you know, that, you know when your bully leaves the neighborhood and he goes and sees another bully in the neighborhood and he loses, yeah. and then you're like, oh, man, like maybe your bully really just can't fight. You know, what I mean? like, you know what I'm saying? Because like that's what that's what happened is like you always win in your country, but when you leave out of your country, you never win. That's why that it's team like, in Amsterdam is is saying screw Amsterdam. They're done. They done because they've been they've been winning so much. It's like what what are we doing? We're not getting better. We just keep stacking up trophies, and that's not fun for anybody. Yep. So we want to play only champions. Like like if you like the Champions League, like they having soccer or whatever, like. Let, let it be a champion summer league. I mean, a winter league or something. Like, you need to do something to where these players have something to look forward to. A lot of these guys that do go to the Roosters, they do want to play international games. And I don't blame them for that. Playing for some of those other teams, they'll probably never get a chance to. It, it can be fixed and talked about. For an example, like I said, if the IFF becomes a brand and they put that out there, okay, we're doing this. This is where every, every league is going to get points, da-da-da-da-da. But in the midst of that, we're going to give you an opportunity to play an international game and we sponsor it. I think a lot of teams would do that if they had the support. For an yeah. example, I think the Roosters probably would have wanted to play more games internationally, but then they have to think about we have to pay for it. You could have like, I wouldn't call it a big six, but you could, you could have like the top tournament. You could have like the FBS, the FCS and the lower division. You can have four different levels of tournaments and maybe you play two games, tops, you know? And I think that I think that people would like that because people teams won't feel bad about saying, "Oh, we we're not in the 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 big whatever because our league's not that strong." Like people will admit, "Yeah, here football is not that developed yet." But they'll feel proud to say, "Okay, we're a team from Spain. We rank 15th in Europe. We've beat every team in this area." And yep. this is where we are. It's just like a team, let's say, it's just like Boise State a couple of years back. They would always win the match, but they never got any respect in the polls. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they and but then when they finally got that opportunity to play that one game in there, what happened? They did that handoff thing against Oklahoma where he tossed it over the back exactly. or something. Exactly. It was crazy. So then he proposed to his wife. That was awesome too. Exactly. So <laughs> Those things can happen if we have a format. And if a team just doesn't have the finance to say, okay, we can't pay, that's when, like you said, the league or the IFAF can say, okay, we'll try to help with a percentage. We'll try to help to get someone to sponsor because fans would love that. Let's just say 
the Roosters next year. They're the top team in Finland this year. So let's say this started next year and everybody's waiting on this Swarco Rooster game. Everybody across Europe wants to yeah. see it. And the IFAF steps in. The IFAF stays, steps in and says, okay, Swarco, let us see your schedule. Okay, Roosters, let us see your schedule. Okay, this game is going to happen and we're going to put in this much to help you both make it happen. Boom. That now makes the IFAF a brand. Yep, it makes they can it market it however they want to. Exactly. NFL is a brand. NCAA is a brand. FIFA is a brand. You may be playing in the Spanish League or the UK League, but you're FIFA. still a part of FIFA. FIFA. Right. But like I said, when you come over here, don't no import come over here and say I'm playing in the, in the IFAF. They say I'm playing where I'm playing at. The IFAF <laughs> yeah. is not a brand. But and that's also, what needs to the, change for you. The IFA have got some issues. They got some money issues. You know, they suspended now, so shit is what it is. It is what it is. The full version of the last segment is available to AFF patrons only. On the next segment, newcomers to the AFF podcast, coaches Garen Holly and John Booker give unique perspectives on national teams in Europe and the current landscape for international games. Uh, with me today, I've got two legends, in my opinion, <laughs> two legends in the game. Garen Holly, head coach over at Munich Cowboys. This guy has been doing his thing. He hails from an alma mater that's like ridiculous in international American football. And because this is my show, I won't do a whole lot of bragging about what he does. But just know that this guy knows his stuff and he's going to explain it as he tells us on the show. What's going on, Garen? Not much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you being here, man. Second guy who, if you follow me online or social media or anything, you notice I've talked to this dude a lot in the last year. Um, that's because I respect this man tremendously. Uh, one of the few people I've met internationally that actually intrigued me with his mind of football and understanding the game in different countries. And that's head coach of the Coke Rams, John I won't say his middle name, Booker. What's going <laughs> on, John? It's good to be here. Another another good chat we're going to have, man. All right, fellas. Well, we're going to get right into it. Um, I think it always goes back to culturally. Here, culturally, you know, ever since everything's so club-based, you know, to really make it, guys think it, it's being on the national team. Um, so, obviously, when it comes to American football, for them, it's extremely important to be on the national team. There's a lot of politics that go into that. So, Obviously, when you when you look at some of those national team rosters, I'd say probably about 60 percent of it is probably the legit guys, you know, in, in that country. And, you know, the other 40, you know, are, are a little bit of a um, little bit of old, old boy cooking. I know your coach. I know this guy. You know, we put him on the roster. Um, one of those situations for the players. I, I get it. For me, it's not hugely important. Say you're evaluating a player. Them being on a mm -hmm. national team, like how much weight does that give you when you're when you're thinking of how good a player is and you haven't seen them personally play? Mm -hmm. If they put that on their resume, is that something that you think like bumps them up, or is it just another accolade? It's intriguing, and then I then I watch the film. I'm a huge film guy. Can he play or can he not play? So for me, it's it's intriguing always to first see that, and then I got to watch the guy play to see if he can back up back up that accolade. Uh, in terms of international play, I agree with uh, Coach Holly a lot. I think a lot of it is politics. You have maybe half the squad is legit guys, but you have a lot of the best players, the more experienced players. They're not even playing national team games anymore. I know Finnish guys who uh, wanted to be a part of the national team, but either they had work, school, or it cost too much to play for the national team because this is, once again, it's not a – uh, government-funded program in most countries. So these guys are dropping, you know, 800,000 euros to fly somewhere to go play another game. So uh, in those cases, you may have 10 really good players left off the national team just because they're not available. And then you get 10 guys who aren't national team level guys on the national team, and they're able to put that on their resume. So uh, I compare it to uh, I, I forget the year. I'm not a big basketball guy, but there's a year all the big star guys didn't play Olympic uh, basketball for USA and we lost. And in that year, you could say, OK, this third tier player was a national team player, but he's not a dream team player. You know, when it was Magic Bird and Jordan and those guys. So national team, it's I think it's great for players to stride to try to achieve that for their personal personal goals. 
But when I'm evaluating it, just like Coach said, it comes down to the film. My main thing is I want to see the sport develop. There's opportunity for international games, and I think it would be more beneficial if instead of teams focusing on having these national team tournaments, maybe focus that energy, that money, those funds, those resources towards international games. Money is always an issue, and we know that, um, not transportation, but logistics is also another Mm -hmm. issue. And then you have scheduling because teams in different places have a different schedule. I mean, I'm here in Finland. In June, some of the leagues are done. People are coming from Spain and Mm -hmm. Italy and then coming to Finland later. So obviously us playing a game in July or August against those countries is almost impossible. Just like you got teams of Portugal, they've already started their season for 2018, and it's December. With these international games, I'm talking about in Finland, we don't have a lot of teams. So we want to be more of like the Nordic region. We want top 10, top two teams from Finland, top two from Sweden, top two from Denmark. And we want those teams to go somewhere else to play someone. We want to get a shot at a French team or a Switzerland team or something like that because we don't get to see those guys almost ever. For us down here, we just want to play different. I've only been in Finland for two years. I'm already tired of seeing the same people play over and over. I know as fans and even players of the sports, I've talked to guys who are like, well, I've won five championships with the Roosters, and I think I'm going to hang it up. That's a player in his prime saying, I don't want to play anymore because there's nothing to be gained. I think definitely making it just something interesting to say that, hey, we can go from here to here. Or like every two years, we know that we're going to get to play a German team. Like, Say the team in Turkey, you get a a contract with German champion. Okay, you won't play us every year, but maybe every two years you give us a shot at one of your top two teams, something like that. I mean, I would be, yeah, I would be okay with, let's say, if you were to rank countries, you know, you probably put Germany 1A, Austria 1B, and Turkey's way down there, you know, not, not being unrealistic. But let's just say, you know, the champion in Turkey gets to play the fourth best team in GFL which is still going to be a great challenge. Who was the four seed this year? Marburg. Uh, Marburg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's good... still like, so, yeah, if you have a three-year contract, let's say that in the three years, if two out of three years, the Turkish team beats the fourth GFL team two out of three years, then they get to play the number two team. After yeah, that. that's you know awesome. what I mean. So just kind of working on progressing the sport. Like the thing that drives me nuts is there's no plan. Uh, yeah, I tell people all the time, like you can never run a club or let alone a federation with the firefighter mentality. Whenever there's a problem, you run over and put out the fire. You never make progress that way. You ask some of these more organized teams, I guarantee you they have a one, three, five, and 10-year plan, and they're executing it, and that's why they're elite. Mm-hmm. But the rest, of the, the rest of the guys are kind of like, oh, well, let's see if we get this beer sponsor, and then we can play <laughs> another left tackle. So, you know, <laughs> hopefully this American quarterback we uh, invested in doesn't get hurt because, you know, we got 19-year-old offensive linemen in front of him because we didn't think that if we spend 8,000 euros to bring this guy over here, that maybe we should spend some money on protecting him. You know, people are looking for the quick payout. Let's get this athletic quarterback who's going to run around and win us games. And athletic. halfway through the year, the guy's ACL's hanging on by a thread. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to get ramped up. Let's move on. Yeah, the main point is let's get some more competition, man. We want to compete. I think competition can be derived from inconsistency. I think playing the same teams over and over is the issue with the sport. Like you said, you said there's a type of way they play football there that it trickles down into the league. Well, the great mm-hmm. thing about football, I, I guess we're really comparing it to college football, is I want to see how these styles compete against a different style, you know? Man. Right. Like that, that's the essence of the sport is can I go with my smash mouth football team against your air raid? I want to see that like because that's what's going to make the sport grow. People seeing that clash. The full version of the last segment is available to AFF patrons only. Next up, Finnish residents Mark Collier and Josh Clausen talk a little bit about national teams and international games. Having a team comprised of players from different teams practice maybe one week together and then play in tournaments against other teams who maybe have the same amount of practice together, it's not American football. It's just not. It's throwing together an 
a perfect example. Look at the NFL Pro Bowl and how much of a joke yeah, that's it exactly is. It. That's exactly it. That's exactly. So if if the best players in the world can't get together and make it a real thing, why should anyone else? It just doesn't make sense. Now, in, in college and in high school, there's those all-star games where they actually spend more like two or three weeks together, and it's really labor-intensive. I'm not talking about something like that. I'm talking about these national team games here in Europe. I'm talking about these tournaments in the middle of the summer where kids are missing, are missing from their club practices or even missing a club game because they're going to these international tournaments, which is fun, but ultimately a waste of time. I think instead of wasting both these kids and these adults' time on these national team games, I think that time, that effort, that money that's obviously being paid to play on those teams, being paid to afford those teams to travel, could be better used setting up some type of international game. The thing that I think work is what's happening right now, actually. We have our U15 going to Orlando, Florida, playing this Pee Wee Championship, and they've made it a whole thing. They go to Disney World and things like that. They play against Mexico and I think some, was it uh, Middle Eastern teams, UAE or something like that. You know, that's that's cool. That I can, I can get behind. Maybe sticking it to maybe like once a year type thing and making it an event. Yes. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds plausible and awesome. Uh, last year or two years ago, I guess now, U19, the national team, they they went and they they uh, put their best team together, and uh, it was a home tournament, so it was easy. And they they crushed Sweden and they crushed uh, Denmark, I believe, and they were the champions. Then they turned around and they got to do it again the next summer. And half the guys don't want to play. They're like, we just beat these guys. Why are we doing this uh, again? And now we got to go to Denmark and spend thousands of our own euros, et cetera, et cetera. And a bunch of them stayed home. And, uh, you know, they still went and we got drilled both games. You know, so how does that help, you know, anybody? That chemistry. You need to be able to continue stuff. Us going to a camp a couple times a year, it doesn't matter because you're – that's not the team. That's not your team. If you're playing for the Roosters and they run a different offense, that's what you're practicing for. You're practicing to be good in that offense. Oh, and then in the middle of summer, you're going to take a three-day holiday and run an entirely different offense, practice with a different group of people where the mesh points are different, the linemen block different, the defense is a, a totally different scheme. Okay, and then we're going to go back to our regular team, and then we're going to do this a couple more times, and then we're going to travel to this random country and hope it all works out. That's a lot of effort. I think it's just way too much effort that could easily be turned into something like, hey, why don't we focus on making these these club games that we play more important? If you win the Maple Bowl, that maybe qualifies you for the international friendly next year. I'd rather see the Maple League champ play, you know, whatever the heck the Swedish League champ is. Yeah. That was good quality. I'd rather see that than Finland, Sweden, lately it's blowout. Well, that's, it goes back to what you said earlier. If you play the same people over and over. Now, here, I guess Finland's lucky. Like, I mean, you play Sweden and Denmark and Norway because they're so close. You play them a lot, but eventually that gets old when what are you really playing for? You're playing for bragging rights, but these are countries that don't really care to brag. You know, I just seen a video <laughs> online about trying to teach Finland how to brag. Like, that's not enough incentive. But if you're telling me, our best team is going to play against their best team. I mean, last summer, there were people, there were rumors. I'm not going to say these are facts. There were rumors that there were players who were told not to go to the national team games for U19 because they needed to focus on the Maple Bowl. Now, I don't know how true that is, but it makes sense. I think that's a big problem having these things right in the summer, right during the season. I mean, that's a big issue. We also had, I mean – Jan, Jan Lechtinen was, the, was, I think, the offensive coordinator or the quarterback's coach or, or something like yeah. that. And he missed a full week right before our, uh, our Quilpio game. Missed yep. a week of practice because he was with the junior team wow. during a tournament in Denmark. And we lost that game. We did lose that game. It's not the yep. only one, but we did lose. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's definitely a good point. Like, you got people who – you got to have coaches. You got to have support mm-hmm. staff to go to these games. And then you're doing them in, like, the middle of certain seasons. With international countries, everybody has different seasons. When we're taping this, it's December. Portugal is playing right now. Like, yeah. come June, when, when Finland plays their season, Portugal's done. 
So they have no chance of ever playing an international friendly because their season's done. And obviously that has a lot to do with location and stuff. There are ways, I think, to make it work. We could easily have the, the Roosters have been practicing. They started practice. If they knew they had, like, an international tournament game in March or April, they could make that work. It's not a big deal. Yeah. It's a little different. Like, right now, I don't care what you tell me. The only person getting ready for the national, the next national team game is the national team coach, mm. the one that doesn't have any actual club teams. But all the club team coaches, all the coaches who are on club teams, that's not their number one priority right now. Their number one priority is their club team. So that's what we should be supporting. We should be supporting clubs. I think it would be really awesome if the league supported maybe the top two winners from divisions or country federations going and playing international games either at the end of the season, which is kind of tough for us in Finland because it doesn't end until September, but maybe sometime in the next season. Imports is an issue because every country then has different rules on that. And that's for one thing where you get the national team, at least you have a very clear citizenship requirement for that. Um, let's talk about that. I think with the import rules, again, it, go, it goes back to federations and, and standardizing. I know right now the IFAF situation, uh, oh, who knows? <laughs> Apparently that's supposed to be the governing body. So if let's just say hypothetically IFAF gets its shit together and they, they set up a standard of rules. And obviously I know that Finland's import rules have a lot to do with the fact that, oh, well, we only have 6 million people. We don't have enough players, so we need a million imports, even though we're not going to care enough to like have them, their family and friends be able to watch the games. Put that all to the side. Standardize it for all the different countries so that the import rules are the same and see how it works out. I think, I think it's something that's possible. I think at this point, for a lot of the countries, limiting the imports would actually be more beneficial because instead of these teams wasting money buying imports, they could do something that a lot of people have said needs to be done and put that money into coaching, development, make your players better. Stop paying these Americans 2,000 euros to come over for three months and put that 2,000 euros into a coaching clinic. Imagine, just imagine what you could do if you were trying to actually develop players I hope you're enjoying the show so far, but I have to take this time to give some of my listeners a much needed wake up call. It's 2018 people. If you're listening to this podcast from a link, you're doing it wrong. Just follow American football in Finland on the Podbean app and get instant notifications when new episodes are published. If you're too lazy to use the Podbean app, that's okay. AFF is also on the iTunes podcast app. So just type in American football in Finland and click the subscribe button. Don't forget to give me a five-star rating while you're at it. And Android users can subscribe on Google Play. It's 2018, people. Keep up. We're going to keep this topic going. The Brit-turned-Finn, Spencer Cutland, weighs in on the current topic of national teams versus international games in Europe. Put it into perspective. If you're looking at NBA, right? NBA is com- compromised of like loads of nationalities to make these teams. But like Mark Gunnan now, the new Finnish guy who's like lighting up Shout Chicago Bulls. Bulls. Right? Yeah, man. Yeah. We have to tag him in this after it. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> yeah, okay, he's good. But then when he goes back to his national team, he's great. No, but have like, you seen, have you seen the national, national team games? No, no, no. Chicago Bulls. Oh, Finland. But it's the same. He goes to his national team games like he puts on a fucking show. No, but he's playing again. Again, he's playing against like these lower level, lower tier sure. national teams, and like it's it's sort of the same way. I think when you compare national teams to club teams, mm-hmm. there's no. They're two separate entities. You know, we have all these guys in Britain, you know, flooded around Europe. Not all of them go back to the national team, granted, like myself. And when they go and play Sweden, 
and lose. Like, is that representative? Like, how many people in Sweden are out there playing in Europe? Like, in other team, in other places in Europe? Yeah, we got a pocket in Finland. I'm not really educated on who is out there. But Britain have got a higher population of people out in Europe playing. Yet when they come together to the national team, it's a whole different entity. You can't compare it because it comes down to then national players, those core players we talked about before. I'd say club club level is representative of a combination of the core and the import quality. Yeah. But then when it goes to national level, you go back to that underlying factor of how well have you developed your core athletes, your core players. Great Britain, <laughs> the likes of there's there's lots of people sp- you know sprinkled around Germany. There's a few guys in well, two or three guys in Sweden. You know, there's a whole load of us in Finland. Uh, when you talk about a core, when we go up against Sweden, who yeah okay they're rated higher than us. We lose because their core is better. So I think the the comparison is different. You can't compare national teams to things, but I do believe that. If you look at the national team, it represents how good or the developmental, I can't remember, you know, the progression of the, the fundamental core. Like Finland beat Sweden because Finland have a great internal core. Germany will beat anyone. Okay, they've got an influx. I got to stop you there. Um, I went to the Finland versus Sweden game, and obviously Finland was a much better team. But um, just to kind of play devil's advocate, I talked to a guy who he could play on the Swedish national team, but he didn't because of, you know, complications. Same thing like you said about you with the UK. So is the national team really representative? If yeah, there's, is it so a true much, representation? So, there's so much like not known about it. If, yeah. you were to say, if you were to say like last year, you had the Karlstad Crusaders go against Helsinki Roosters. Now both those teams have import players, but at their core, you got Sweden versus Finland. And, when teams are like ranked internationally afterwards, AFI, shout out to AFI. When they rank teams internationally, they took that into into account that hey, these teams are from these countries and this is how they played. And that kind of represented how hard it was to play in those countries. Again, I really just don't like the national team because there's too much iffiness. The only thing that's good about national teams is there are no imports. So everybody's on the same level playing field in that aspect. I'm going to put a statement out, yeah? Go ahead, put it out there. National teams is not an American way of doing things. I didn't want to say it because I'm American, but you can say it. Because if you look at the World Cup, Europe, Africa, everyone's involved. But, like, there's not really a focus for the U.S. team to be like, oh, yeah, World Cup, soccer, cool. We didn't make it. Uh, Now, recently, it's been more. And don't get me wrong, I know there are diehard and crazy fans out there in America. But there's a mentality over here where you have club and country. And that's in rugby. That's in soccer, you know, football. Sorry for anyone who's listening that I know. Um, I'll get in trouble for saying soccer. You know, we have this club mentality and then a national mentality. And it's an honor. It's like a goal to represent your country at that level. But maybe because your sporting system is configured differently, you don't have that. You know, your goal is just to play in the best league. Whereas in Brazil, if you play for your national team, it's like, wow, you know, God is great. But what about the fact that uh, American football doesn't have, like, that history of national teams? teams? Like, think about it. If I well, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is that, you know, our mentality to sport structurally grows up to national level. I think American football is a, is a sport that can't do that. Internationally, American football – it's got to become entertainment. The sport itself is not going to ever get to the way that association football, a.k.a. soccer is, or any of these other sports where it's not as hard to figure it out, learn it, and the history is longer. American football, there's only been 52 um, NFL Super Bowls. The sport is not very old. It's been here in Finland for 35 years. Most of the time that there's been American football, it's been one here, but people here don't even know about it. Why keep pushing the national agenda if it's not going to help the sport? Who cares about the national teams if no one's going to go watch it? Yeah, I see I see your argument. I see, I see what you're trying to say. I'm only going from one view. I want more people to like this sport that I love. To break it down, which one's going to be the more interesting spectacle? 
Yeah, like, two champions, two champions of each team, or and and some people like again. I keep referencing to soccer, but that's the only reference I sort of yeah, have. Yeah, that's fine. That's the, it's only the number one sport in the world, so I think it's a pretty <laughs> good. <one. laughs> True, we have we have this thing in Europe called the Champions League, where yeah, or if you win your league, you go into this big Champions League, and you know that game, that final game, is the best two club teams in Europe playing against each other, and that is a huge thing. You know, even Senyoki and Helsinki are in like the lower level Champions Leagues to try and get to that place. Maybe a Euro European Championship competition team with national with national teams. I suppose, yeah, the Champions League game would be a larger, more exciting spectacle. Let's just say you got two top teams in Europe who want to play exhibition versus a friendly for the national team. Which one of those is a bigger draw? That's more, I think, similar to what football is doing right now. American football, anyways. You said earlier that we need to advertise to, or like, you know, the goal is to advertise to people who are not us. So, like, the Finnish guy. Would he rather watch Finland versus Britain, or would he watch the Helsinki Roosters, of which he doesn't know, what was it, 20% of the team, play against a German team? He doesn't even know, he doesn't even know where that team is in Germany. The thing with that is product. I know that's in Austria, but. National teams, let's be honest. If I get the Finnish national team and take them to Helsinki right now, will anyone know who's on that team? No. Will they know what sport they're playing? No. Will they watch it? Probably not. We'll be able to promote that, hey, we got the best domestic players at this sport playing against another country, and people are just going to be like, oh, yeah, go Finland. They're not going to care. In that aspect, the national team, I'm not saying – as a national team, I'm not saying try to get the national players to watch. I'm saying try to either develop these players. Like, one, if I'm playing on a national team, me playing in a national game isn't going to make me as good as me playing for the Roosters against Swarko. Like, that experience, mm. it's not going to make me a better player. And also, yeah. it doesn't matter how much publicity we try to get for that game, we're not going to get people who aren't, like, invested. Like, Sweden versus Finland is awesome because of the two countries and their history. But Finland versus – actually, Finland versus UK would be pretty cool because there's so many of y'all here. But um, <laughs> that, that actually would be a pretty good no, – I, I, I see but what you mean. When you go in national games, you're actually going to people and who like, watch the sport for American football. Like yeah. We have to realize that the sport is different. We have a different audience than most national teams would have. And same thing with the international games. That's what I'm saying. American football is a new sport. It's new to the world. It's got less than 100 years of history itself. I mean, the thing about American football is people keep trying to package it as another sport. And that's not the case. We need to package it as a different sport. It needs to be done differently. There needs to be Mm -hmm. different things done because it's so different. In my opinion, American football should definitely be gimmicky. I think it should be really gimmicky until you get a fan base. Once yeah. you get a fan base, you can focus on the sport and the product. But no, that's wow. that makes sense. And with that said, with that said, yes, I would rather watch the international club level game. Yeah. Now that you've explained that point, yes, I understand that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, obviously, for you as an actual football player, you got a different view on it. And even other players who play on national teams, yeah, maybe they would prefer to see the national team play. But I know for one thing. If I want to say I want these kids who are playing football here, I want them to see some of the best players, and I want to make sure that when they see them, they like, oh, that's what I want to do when I get bigger. If I show them a national team game, I'm sorry, but those games are so goddamn vanilla is ridiculous. I get it. No, that's a good point, and I see your point. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're in the middle of another awesome episode of AFF. Why am I interrupting you right now? Because I got bills to pay. American Football in Finland is a podcast for the people, by the people. And that means I need the people, aka you, the listeners, to become invested in AFF by becoming a patron. Becoming an AFF patron is pretty simple. Click the Become a Patron button on the Podbean app and decide how much you really love American football in Finland. If you like the show and want exclusive content, become a level one supporter. 
A level one supporter consists of donating $1 per month to the podcast. That's $12 a year for exclusive AFF content. Level two patrons are true AFF promoters. For donating $3 per month as a level two promoter, you not only get exclusive patron content, but also throw in some free American football and Finland gear so you can show the world your support for AFF. Now, if you really ride with me in the AFF podcast, you can donate $5 per month and become a level three loyalist patron member. Level three loyalists get all the privileges of a promoter and a level one patron with the additional opportunity to become a guest speaker on American football in Finland. Loyalists don't just support the show, you are the show. But no matter the patron level you become, supporter, promoter, or loyalist, it'll be greatly appreciated because you, the listeners, will help make AFF the best damn podcast ever. So let's make American football in Finland great. Become a patron today. For the last segment on national teams and international games, coaches Dwayne Wood and Evan Harrington give their views all the way from Switzerland. Uh, talking football with a couple of legends, a, a couple of Americans living out in Switzerland. Actually, both of you guys are in Switzerland. Evan Harrington, this guy has experience as a coach and a player in Europe. He's an American living his life in Switzerland. How many kids you got, man? We got one so far, one on the way. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this in, in December, so he might have two by the time this comes out, just so you guys know. But welcome might to the happen show. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show, Evan. Glad to have you. Uh, look forward to hearing some great ideas from you. Second guy we got here. First coach I ever had in Europe back in, what was it, 2011? The Baldwin Gladiators. Great guy. Oklahoma boy, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. Living, living out there in Basel, Switzerland. Uh, Dwayne Wood, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to have both of you guys here. So we're going to just talk. All right. I'm not a big supporter of it all. I've seen it year after year. Just like you said, many players are overlooked or political i don't know what it is but some of the best players never get invited and some of the best players get taken off resources scheduling issues practicing playtime we went to poland this year with our national league c players that was just a joke just spent a lot of money for nothing these kids will never play in an important game yeah i mean i've i've never heard of national team games until i actually came here to europe and you know, the first year as I'm a head coach in Winter Tour, our best defensive player, he wasn't on the team. And I emailed the coach right away, like, hey, like, what's going on? You know, like, he's one of the most athletic guys, you know, in the whole league. And he's like, yeah, you know, I was surprised too, but I didn't have any say so of the league, of the selection of the team. So, yeah, man, I, I get it. People want to represent their country with the with the best players. But as you said, they don't have time to practice. You know, some guys aren't on there because of political reasons, and it's a it's not a good system. I can say yeah. it's not. It's, it will never be a perfect system versus the system of, hey, we're the we're the gladiators. We're gonna go play a team in Belgium. You know, my team versus your team. You know, these are my guys. You know what I mean? I think the only positive about having a national team's games is that there's a standard for the imports. And that seems to be the, the biggest challenge for international games is that different countries have different import rules. But in my opinion, that's a very small issue when it comes to play, setting up these international games and mostly at a lower level. I feel like there's a lot of good teams out there. I'm sorry, but Austria and Germany, they can't just get a pass on the rest of the world because, oh my God, that, those are the best two leagues in Europe. And even if they if they are the best two leagues, what about these other leagues who France, Finland, I mean, even Switzerland, you guys got a couple good teams down there out here. If we were to match them up, what would it be like? Do you think any of y'all could beat the Helsinki Roosters? You know, every time they play Swerko, they get smacked. Maybe they are better than some other teams internationally, but they'll never know because last year I think they played a team in Sweden, which isn't fair. Finland's better than Sweden in football right now in every form, shape, or fashion. So we're not really getting a, a great product out of that. In Switzerland, I can't compare us to the rest of the countries in 
for example, France and Spain, they can use the fields no matter what. And some of their fields look completely scary. And in Switzerland, yeah. our fields have to stay perfect. And the soccer teams rule everything. I think that's also a lot of the thing. The ideas are completely coming from soccer. They want us to be soccerized, let's say. Everything should be done like soccer. The field needs to be protected. So to get everything organized, I think the first thing is you're going to have to have turf fields where everybody can practice and play year-round or near year-round. That's interesting that you say turf fields. Here in Finland, everywhere is turf fields. We practice in the wintertime where it's too damn cold. Like right now, every team in Finland is practicing indoors right now and has mm -hmm. access to it. And obviously that, that goes again to where you're at and what kind of access you have, why not say, okay, if maybe you can't get fills, well, I'm in Finland, we can get fills. Bring your ass down here. We figure out some sponsorship situation to make the money work out, of course, but we can get those fills. Even though you can't, we can. You have no chance to practice. Mm -hmm. Ah, touche. There you go. Yeah. So even if you would have it, we could go up there without any practice and try to play against you guys. So the international stuff, I think it's going to be pretty tough unless you do it right in the middle of the summer break. I think just what Wood said, I mean, here in, in, in Switzerland, we don't even have access to the fields 24-7. I mean, even when I was playing in Frankfurt, we had to wait until this Division Four team finished <laughs> practicing before we could get on the fields. You know what I mean? So. It's uh, it's all about you know your infrastructure, and I think that's the biggest problem here in Europe. Football isn't respected to a point where you can really have a lot of international games with many teams. I just think for international games to just keep going, there has to be some sort of kickback or something to the teams. I mean, everyone has to be as equally financially involved as far as putting money in, and they also have to get some of that profit coming back to them. Yeah, and on top of that, we did have good international games when germany was in charge of it and as soon as we voted in or we got rid of the german guy and we took if off instead of f off mm -hmm. then it went to hell the guy did some things that are very questionable or has said to have done some things very questionable now there's no organization and nobody trusts anybody and right now the uh, IFOF has been kicked out of the world <laughs> yeah. So you're just going around in circles and, and they're asking us to pay them money all the time and we're not seeing anything come back out of it. Exactly. Now, we did play international games in the past and they were a blast. And I tell you, when we had German referees on the field, actually, there were Americans living in Germany. It was much nicer game. You got the whole issue of all the politics and everything. I think it can come back around, but somebody's going to have to take a lead. People constantly compare the sport to, okay, well, this is how they do it in America. We got to realize we're not in America, and there's more than one way to skin a cat. I get it. Soccer is king. It's the first, it's the number one sport in the world. Makes perfect sense. But I think that there has to be some type of avenue that American football can travel down to maybe get a foothold in some of these places. There's times where the logistics are there, but the, the political aspect of it goes away. You have some leagues, you have teams like Swarco who are like, you know what, we got our own battle for Turo. We don't need to be in the big six, which is their right. Makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. And then you got another team like the Amsterdam Crusaders who are like, we're so good in our division that we're not going to play any games in country. We're just going to travel the world and play games. I think somewhere in between those two extremes is what we're looking for. There has to be somebody in charge, like what you said, Dwayne. I don't understand exactly how that would happen. In my opinion, all these different federations in different countries are run by people with their own agendas in those countries. There's no universal, like, hey, we're all in it together. And even when you had IFAF, like you just said, like there was some shady shit going on. So very hard to trust anything anyone's doing. The first thing we have to do is build some better relationships between these countries. There's some type of way. I'm not involved enough, obviously. I'm just a dude talking and speaking my mind. But there's got to be some way to create better relationships. It seems so logical, yet it's not happening because everyone has their own agenda. And what I would like everyone to do is to get rid of their agenda and, and focus on my agenda of everyone playing football. <laughs> We really did have that. You had the Champions League, and then you had the second league, and then you had the third league of international play, and that was when there was F-Off, and that was Robert Huber who was in charge of that. And then 
somebody got involved in America and with the guy from Sweden and they just took it all away from him completely. And they threatened all the leagues. You have to jump in and stay on the IFOF. You can't go with FOF. If you go with FOF, you will be suspended from international play. And everybody jumped over to the IFOF just like that. Makes yeah, sense. man. It, I, I definitely agree with Wood. It seems like everyone has their, their own agenda. I heard from, from a team that the, the Big Six trophy was a reused trophy this year. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Are you like, kidding me? You man? You know, like, <laughs> like, man, how do you get a refurbished uh, trophy? I understand, you know, you get the refurbished iPhone, you know, so you can be cool or whatever. But man, a refurbished trophy? I mean, come on, man. How don't how does that fly? I think if we were to have some sort of system, I just use the soccer system, how they have I don't I don't know what it is, Champions League or something yeah, like Champions that. Is the one you know, then they have that, and then the second leagues and the third best league. I mean, if we had some sort of system like that, where if you win your division 